0: Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. I am your host, Trisha Stefankowitz, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. So happy to have you here with me today. On our episode, we are going to dive into a question that I get pretty often and really break it down into figuring out what works for you. And so the background of this question is that there are so many sprinkles of nutrition tidbits out there. And I wanted to dive deeper into the topic of when to stop eating each day or each night. I think that a lot of times when it comes to nutrition, there are these little tidbits and these little, I guess like these little snippets of information out there, but The context is often missing. And so that's what I want to really dive into today is like the context and trying to figure out what works for you. Because remember, with anything, especially when it comes to nutrition, it's not a one size fits all. And so many of us find ourselves doing the same thing that somebody else did, even though it's not meant to work for us. And so, since this is a big question that I get, I really wanted to just kind of dive in and and talk about it and try to figure out where you fit in here. So the big question is, what time do I need to stop eating at night? And so typically this question is in the context of weight and more importantly, what time do I need to stop eating by so that I won't gain weight? So the thinking behind the question is that if you eat after a certain time, weight gain will ensue. And so this is what I want to talk about. So, I mean, if you've been listening for, to the podcast for a while, you will know that I try not to get focused on weight. We talk about, you know, some things related to weight, but I, you know, when it comes to weight gain, I kind of want to give you a bigger context of it. I think that, again, it's so oversimplified, this whole idea of gaining weight or losing weight. And I wanted to kind of break it down. So the answer to that question is that there is no magical time that you need to stop eating or you will gain weight. It doesn't exist. The time doesn't exist. The idea that you need to stop eating by a certain time is an oversimplified idea in the world of weight loss, that if you stop eating at a certain time, you will lose weight. Well, the context of this is that It really depends on what your life looks like, right? So this answer is going to be different for every single person. And what you would basically need to take into account would be to what your life looks like. So I think what is helpful to remember is, and to think about when we talk about this, is that I think that there's a certain number that exists, whether that be six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night so that there can be an endpoint to the day that you've had. And it's easier, I think, for most of us to have a starting point when we wake up and an end point when we are done eating or we go to bed. So I think that's kind of why there is this time that there is this time continuum attached to this question. And also that many things that influence the time to stop eating is varied and according to like each individual. So everybody's going to have a different time that they go to sleep. Everybody's going to have a different time that they work until. You may have social responsibilities. You may have personal preference. You may have hunger. And so when I talk about weight loss on this show, I really try to focus on hunger and fullness. And so when we talk about eating and when to stop eating by, and this is the context that I'm going to talk about it to as well. So I guess to oversimplify even more is that When you are hungry, you eat, and when you are not hungry, you stop eating. And so I think that's kind of where this is going to kind of go to. If we're going to have the discussion about if there's a time that I need to stop eating, I really want to dive into a little bit about intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting also, I think, ties into this idea that you need to stop eating at a certain time. And intermittent fasting is essentially that you eat during certain time periods and you fast outside those time periods. Typically, the schedule could be something like there's a ton of different schedules for intermittent fasting. You could fast for 12 hours and eat for 12 hours. You can fast for 16 hours and eat all that you want during that eight hour period, or it can be even tighter. There's people that fast every other day. So this is also timed to an end point in terms of your eating. So say if you're doing a 12 and 12 fast, maybe you stop eating at seven o'clock at night and you don't eat again until seven o'clock in the morning and that's your fasting. And there are benefits to intermittent fasting. There are numerous benefits. There is a reduction in diabetes risk. There is research that supports that there may be a reduction in inflammation. And inflammation is really important because it's associated with lots of different disease states. And then the other the much studied concept with intermittent fasting is that there is a longer, people tend to live a bit longer. So there's some longevity involved with it. Now, one of the things about intermittent fasting that I, I find is difficult or may not work for most people or some people is that I think that if you are someone who's prone to like any kind of disordered eating or binge eating or anything like that, it's going to be really hard to eat during certain times and then fast during other times because intermittent fasting isn't going to take into consideration any of your hunger or fullness cues. So if you are somebody who is trying to find balance when it comes to eating, it's going to be hard to be like, oh, I'm really hungry, but I can't eat because I'm on my fasting period. And so because of that, it can really continue that like that relationship with food where it, it becomes more and more imbalanced. So I think that's one of the disadvantages. I think another disadvantage is, is that sometimes when people are doing intermittent fasting, they're not eating the way they normally would. And so if they are only having like, especially if they're only having like a four to six hour window or something like that, so say they're fasting for 20 hours of the day and then they're only eating for four, most of the time the stuff that they're going to eat in that four hours probably is just kind of like eating whatever it is to fill up that time so that they can then be done. So I think that it doesn't, even though it does have some advantages, it it does, I think, create some kind of disordered eating in, in being that extreme. So I'm not saying that intermittent fasting isn't helpful. What I'm saying is, is that you would have to decide for you what would work for you. Intermittent fasting, because it's so varied, I mean, I, I would assume that it's probably easier to do at 12 and 12 where you're eating for 12 hours and then stopping after 12 hours. It almost seems a little bit more natural because most people are probably sleeping for eight hours and then maybe you're going to you know, stop eating a couple hours before you go to bed. So that might be something that you're doing already and that you're totally fine with. So it's really just going to depend on what it is and what works for you. So let's take the focus off weight, weight gain and weight loss when it comes to stop eating at night and refocus the question onto our health, our physical health and our emotional health. So what are some of the reasons that you should stop eating at night that perhaps may improve your physical health? Well, if you're somebody who has GERD or acid reflux or indigestion, eating pretty late into the night is gonna be something that could cause you a lot of physical pain. If you're somebody who has high blood sugar, at night and you are trying to get some balance with your blood sugar, that might be a reason that you stop eating at night because if you're eating and snacking well into the night, you're probably going to have numbers and blood sugar numbers in the morning that are higher than probably what you want them to be. And then lastly, we know that if you're eating too late into the night, there is research to support that you have poor or or interrupted sleep. So you don't have really good sleep when you're eating very late into the night. In terms of our emotional health and some of the reasons that perhaps having an end point to when you eat, so having like a finished time in your head, is that I think a lot of us are so busy in life and we are coming home from work and there's a million things to do. Or maybe we stayed at work late and now we have to come home and try to find something, you know, to eat. And then we hop on the couch and we're sitting in front of the TV. We're getting all of these cues and all of these commercials. People are drinking wine. So now I want to drink wine or people are eating chips and now I want to eat chips. I don't know if you're the same way. So you're getting all of this like kind of stimuli and you may be starting to feel hunger or craving food because you are distracted. You may find yourself eating mindlessly, you may be tired, or insert any other emotion here. The other thing is, is that at the end of the night tends to be a a time period where people have more time and they tend to have a little bit of a habit here where maybe, maybe they're used to getting a bowl of ice cream after every meal, something like that. It can be whatever it is for you. And so it doesn't mean that you have to do it. It's just something that you've always done. And it's become stronger over time because you have made it a habit. And so there's a really big difference from eating for one of these reasons, whether you're distracted or you're eating mindlessly or you're tired or you're emotional eating or you're eating out of habit versus being truly hungry. So when we talk about, okay, what is the last time of the day that I can eat? Well, again, there's going to be a lot of factors here. There's going to be a lot of things that's going to depend on what time you go to sleep, what time you wake up, and just really what your preference is. And when it comes to our emotional health, a majority of the emotional eating that we do typically happens at night. And so maybe having some kind of structure or some kind of endpoint would be able to counteract that behavior or to try to change that behavior. For most people, when we're eating at the end of the night because we're tired, or we finally gotten the kids to sleep and we have like two seconds to ourselves, or maybe, you know, all day you've just been preoccupied and now you can focus on yourself, this becomes a time for all of this distracted eating, and the foods that we often crave during this time are the things that tend to be the most caloric and the less nutrient dense. And so this can be a problem, right? We know that people that work at night have higher BMIs because it's not because they ate after seven o'clock or eight o'clock, but because they're likely doing some of this emotional eating of foods that are higher in calories and less in nutrition. I did a podcast episode. I did actually two episodes recently on sleep. That's how important I, I I'm getting to see that it is. And in the first episode of it, there was a lot of information about sleep and what happens to our hormones and specifically our hunger, like our hunger and fullness and just different things like different hormones that affect that. And what happens is is especially in these people that work at night is that there can be an imbalance of those hormones. So it's not that they ate after seven o'clock and that's what caused the weight gain. It was because there were hormones related to being tired that were released because maybe they weren't getting as much sleep. And then also those hormones were showing a preference for eating foods that, and craving foods that were more um, caloric and less nutrient dense. So, Now that we've kind of talked about it a little bit more in the context and opened it up a little bit, what is the answer here? So if I were, if you were to ask me, like, is there a time that I need to stop eating by, what would be my answer? So what I would say to you is that the best time for you to stop eating would be to look at what your day looks like and specifically what time you go to bed and start to work backwards. So why is this? basically you all of this all of this is based on what your life looks like what your goals look like what your lifestyle is what your sleep schedule looks like so i think the easiest way to do that is to pick a bedtime and then try to eat like at a minimum of 2 hours before you go to sleep if you're somebody who has acid reflux you definitely want to eat maybe even more than 2 hours before you go to bed So if you're somebody who goes to bed at 10, maybe like look at like anywhere between a two and four hour window of when you want to stop eating. You're going to know because you're going to, if you've eaten something that is particularly like fatty, it might take a long time for that to digest. So in two hours, you may feel like so full, like you just feel yucky. So then if that's the case, you may need to eat you know, give yourself a little bit more time. So I would start, you know, thinking about if you're going to bed at at 10 o'clock, anywhere between six and eight o'clock, really starting to think about like, okay, this is when I maybe need to have like an end point to this, to what I'm doing and what I'm eating. And again, it's basically going to be individualized to you, but just kind of looking like what your day looks like. And I think that's what's really most important here is just kind of having a plan of what your day is going to look like. And you don't have to have like, and I would say like with with even eating, like I think that most people should have like an idea of what they're going to eat in a day just in particular. I think it's helpful to have an idea of, you know, the night before when you go to bed to be really successful to figure out and and visualize what your day is going to look like. Are you going to get up first thing in the morning and exercise? What are you going to eat for the day? Are you going to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner? What is it going to be? And I think that's always really helpful because then you can kind of have like a window or kind of like a loose structure of what your day is going to look like instead of just like playing it by ear. And I think that also helps with the hunger and fullness cues too, so once you have your game plan for the day and then you know what time you're going to go to bed, so you start thinking, okay, I want to try to get, you know be finished eating by whatever time it is that you go to bed. Because again, that's going to be varied according to individual. Everybody has different times that they wake up. Everybody has different times that they go to bed. So eating after a certain time is going to vary according to you and what your schedule is. One of the things about why I like having a plan is because really, you can start figuring out what's going on here. I think sometimes if you find yourself eating at the end of the night, there's so much more to it. And I think it's a little bit of like a deep diving to try to figure out what's going on. I mean, you may not even notice that you're doing it because it's something that you do so often. And why I like to just kind of have a plan also is because it really allows you to start playing around with like, Am I hungry? Should I eat? Or no, wait, I'm I'm pretty full. And so what I would say to you is to start to, if it's like you've eaten dinner and you're starting to feel a little bit of a pang of like, hmm, I think I can be a little bit hungry. I would really dig into that and figure out, are you really hungry or is something else going on? And what I mean by that is is there emotion going on? What is there? Are you tired? Because if you're tired, that's going to be like maybe you go to bed. Whatever that emotion is, it's going to probably have a different thing that you want to do to correct it. If it's something that you are like, it's a habit and that's what you've always done, then really starting to identify that that's what you're doing and replacing it with something else. And if if you're doing this and you figure out that you truly are hungry, then the point is to eat. So all of this is about what works for you and deciding after you're done dinner what is happening during that time, identifying it, trying to figure out are you hungry if you're starting to walk into the kitchen, look in the refrigerator and figure out if you're hungry. Is it true hunger? Is it true hunger or is it because you know that you have something in there that you really want and you've been thinking about it since after dinner? Is there something that there's some emotion going on or you're watching TV and you're distracted and that's what you want to eat. So you may decide that you want a certain time that you want to be done eating and that's okay. If you decide that, hey, I want to be done eating each night by six o'clock, that's totally fine. If that's what fits your schedule, that's what works for you. And again, all of this is dependent on whatever works for your life. In general, what time you stop eating is not a one size fits all approach, right? It's basically you starting to figure out what your game plan is for the day, knowing when you're going to go to bed, knowing how you react when you eat meals right before you go to bed, or when you have a little bit of time. And it's really listening to what your body is telling you and identifying like, even if you've said, okay, well, I'm going to stop eating at six o'clock. If you're hungry at eight o'clock, then I would eat. Because again, listening to all of this is going to be what is going to help you have a little bit more balance when it comes to knowing and, and trust, by the way, and getting to know your body and what it wants and what it craves and what it needs. And so That's what I would say. Like if you need to have a time, then do that. If you feel like you need to have the structure, but certainly recognize that if you're hungry and all of this to certainly eat and don't restrict yourself, because if you restrict yourself, then, um, then you're just kind of, it's just counteracting the work that you're doing and trying to create balance. So, you know, plan what you want to eat during the day. And if you need to kind of figure out in your mind when you're going to stop eating and when you think you're going to go to bed and just work backwards. Again, I would say to try to eat at least two to four hours before you go to bed, especially if you have poor, especially if you've had a meal that's really filling, or if you have any discomfort with eating a meal too close to bed. So I hope I provided some clarity to this question. If you have any thoughts, please email me at info at Or you can find me on Instagram at Whole Health Empower. I appreciate you guys listening and I'm getting excited because we are going to start in the next week or so talking about some women's health issues. And I've had some really cool guests that I've interviewed. So I look forward to bringing that to you. If you found value in this podcast, please share this episode with anyone that you feel would benefit from answering this question as the goal here is to normalize and dig a little bit deeper into some of the nutrition information or misinformation or tidbits that are out there and to provide a little bit more context. So thanks again for listening. And I will see you guys back here next week. If you found value in this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Being a busy woman or mom doesn't mean that we have to give up on our health, wellness, or self-care. Together, we can take tiny, imperfect steps towards creating the whole health we desire and deserve. You can find us at wholehealthempower.com or on Instagram at wholehealthempower. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.